Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. As far as I'm concerned, one can't help but be impacted by the art of Rotem Reshef, my guest today. A process-based action and installation artist who calls both New York and Tel Aviv home, Rotem's work includes a range of techniques, peeling, pouring, combining natural and artificial sources and materials that shape various compositions on different canvases. Her work deals with traces of human presence versus the appearance and disappearance of nature, seasonal changes, the impact and influence of color, tone, and shade on our emotions and perceptions, the passage of time, fleeting moments. Rotem in her own words. In my paintings, I center the ideas of control and release, spreading diluted paint on a horizontal surface and altering it with plastic sheets until it dries. I create painting installations using large-scale, unstretched scrolls of paintings. One such work, Arcadia, is two scrolls, each diluted acrylic and mixed media on canvas. The blue scroll is 75 feet long, the green scroll 29 feet. More on that coming up. Her work has been shown in solo and group exhibitions here, there, and everywhere, including the Vienna Biennale, Tel Aviv, galleries in California, New York, Florida. Rotem has a master's from the Rhinewart Academy in the Netherlands and a bachelor's from Hamidrasha Beit Berl School of Art in Israel. I thought my Hebrew would be better than that. Let's meet and get to know this artistic visionary. Rotem, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Sandy. Thank you for having me. I like to, when I first meet my guests, go back in time to when you were growing up. And how much did art play a role in your life? I think it was a major thing I liked to do and I was doing. I mean, all my life, I used to paint. I used to collect things and create um, exhibitions in my room, even before I saw one. Um, did you did you have people come to... Uh... <laughs> no, it, no, it was only for the family's enjoyment. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it was just something that you just felt this kinship with. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I only when I grew up, I figured out how little I saw art before I, you know, before I went to an art school. Mm-hmm. My background was really good in, when it comes to culture, but mm-hmm. when it comes to art, actually, not that much. So you didn't necessarily go to spend a lot of time in museums? Not at all. You took art classes in school? Or was this something that you did on your own at home? It was mostly at home. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had, like, in high school, we didn't have art classes. I went to, you know, in Israel, high school, then the army, and then... Ah, go, right. Yeah, and then you go to mandatory, and then I went to art school three years. In Israel. Uh, in Israel. There were two major art schools in uh, Israel. One is Bezalel, which is more well-known, and mm-hmm. the other one was Amit Rasha, which is the Tel Aviv-based uh, art school. Mm-hmm. And I went to that one. I was one of the, let's say, I don't know, uh, leading, more appreciated students. Um, and I got, by the end of the, of the three years, I got the America Israel Cultural Foundation uh, Scholarship, which is the, one of the most ex- distinguished scholarships we have in uh, Israel. Uh, and I had my first exhibition at the Ramat Gan Museum of Art, which just opened. But I had um, the end of year exhibition, which every, every student has to have. And I left school very traumatized. I love art school, but I left school after that exhibition. Why? Uh, why? <laughs> because it's an open art exhibition. You have a lot of people coming. I had 
I don't know, tens, hundreds of people attending the show. Uh, Were all your works paintings at that point? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. they were all paintings. Mm-hmm. And, I had, and you have all the school professors talking about your art. And one of them, which was a very important one, and we had very good relationships during that year, towards the end of it, you know, it became not so much. And then he was talking really, really badly about my work. He was talking, it didn't have to do with, with my work. It was personal. And he, During this exhibition? Yeah, it was, it was horrible. I was sitting, I didn't know if I should reply, if I should just get up, because it doesn't, it's not about the art, it's about something. He wanted to say something, and he just said it, it said it, and it didn't stop. In this public space? In this public space. That is insane. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Israeli critique, hardcore. And, um, but he didn't sound like he was critiquing you. It sounded yeah. like he was con- bad-mouthing you. Yeah, yeah, this is how it felt. And then I was getting all these rewards, and, but then I stopped painting for 15 years. Are you serious? I am. He had that much of an impact on Yes, you. yes, it was really hard. I was 24, maybe. I was young, and, uh, and then, you know, I got married. I had... Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. There was no way for you to... And quotes, fight back. I didn't feel that way. You had nobody on your side that could, quote, take him down. When it was over, I rushed to my car and I had one of the professors who was my friend. He ran to me and he said, oh, don't worry. It's nonsense. It's, you know, it's, it's put it aside. It doesn't matter. But he didn't say that when they were talking. And maybe at some point somebody was saying, I didn't hear anything. You know, at some point you just block your head. You don't hear anything. I'm trying to wrap my head around why somebody would do that to someone else. Do you it, think there was some it, kind of incredible jealousy here? Uh, no, I think he had this personality. Disorder. I, I, I don't think I was the only one. I mean, he has a reputation of... Uh, Being a, a son a li- of a bitch? Uh, yeah, a li- he has a line of students, mostly female students, who, you know, who threw out art after talking with him. So, um, Without going this, you know, in this yeah. direction and... Was there some kind of attraction that he had for you that maybe you rebuffed him? Um, it wasn't like yeah, a, I don't a me it, too kind no, of thing. I, I no, no, I don't think it goes that way. Okay. okay. But let me let me recap. Yes. And then uh, I got married. I had my kids. Uh, I was doing uh, graphing editing, raising my kids. And then we moved to the Netherlands. Uh, and I was doing my master's in museology because museum studies, because I said, okay, what, what, what do I want to do? I'm not painting anymore. I'm not an artist anymore. I mean, how do I connect with this uh, world again? And while I was studying, a burglar went to my parents' house in Israel. And what his, his stall was only two paintings of mine. And the, <laughs> This is like a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have in life, you have some points where, you know, it completely changes the... Yeah, no path. kidding. And that was one of them. Was, I'm, no pun intended, but you're making that an art form. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was a good burglar because I, well, I was, you know, he, he chose, he chose wisely, uh, <laughs> wisely. And my parents were devastated because he said, oh, you don't paint anymore. This is, it was, you know, paintings from, you know, from when I was studying. Right. And it was, you know, the feeling of something that cannot be, we can't fill it up again. And I'm a really good daughter. So I just went back to painting. And the next time I went to, to, to visit uh, Israel, I brought two paintings with me. To replace the ones that exactly. were not. Were they, was he ever caught and were they ever found? No, no. My mother used to go to all these different second... Um, and stores? Uh, yeah. yeah, or places where they sell art. Art, uh, yeah. She could, you know, we couldn't It's gone. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, but instead I got, of course, something much better. So that act was the catalyst 
for you to pick up a brush. Yeah, definitely. So then talk about when you were in the Netherlands. First, I think it was really good that I was away. I mean, there is something about being in a distance from, your, from home that lets you... Freedom? Um, There's a freedom? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can explore more. You don't have to give, I don't know, maybe especially in Israel, people are asking you all the time. You have to give reports, not, you know, not officially, but, you know, everybody knows everything about everybody. Right. It's yeah. a very small place. Yeah. And in the Netherlands, I had my space. I could explore. You didn't have to answer to anybody. No, no. In that sense. And I could explore painting again without, you know, without having someone in, in the back of my... Sure, uh, over your shoulder. Over my shoulder, yeah. just looking and seeing what I do. So it was only my family. Mm-hmm. And I was painting in the living room. Huh. And I was, uh, I was um, impressed with how, you know, even though I wasn't painting for 15 years, I was developing. I was using the same. I was using acrylic paint. I love, I love painting uh, using water-based color. But I was doing, you know, I, I took off not even exactly from where I left. I mean, I was, even while not painting, I was already making something more advanced, more interesting. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I saw art. I saw, you know, while living in the Netherlands, I could definitely, and especially while studying uh, museum studies, I saw a lot of exhibitions. So I had a lot of input. So your world was really expanded. It was. It was. The first painting I was doing was actually, um, I'm an abstract painter, but the first one was um, my own. I mean, I was painting myself looking at mirror, and there was something about me looking at myself which was really important. I don't think it's a good painting, but it's an important painting for me because it was kind of, yes, I'm looking at myself and this is what I want to do. And so that was, that was the first one. And then I, was, uh, I went larger because I like to to paint large, and I was doing a painting which stood in my living room for three months, and I was doing the two-third upper part of the painting. And then the bottom part, I didn't know how to resolve it. I mean, it was waiting for something, and I didn't know what. And then after this time, I started to paint, to move to diluted acrylics, to diluted paint. And that was the point that opened everything for me. Because since then, I'm only using not a, a, a paste kind of paint, but a liquid kind of uh, acrylic paint. And there is something about the freedom of the color which let me, let me I don't know, made me free, freer in, in the way I'm, I'm working. And I was doing different kind of series since then, but each one, this is the main, I think the main component beside the, the love of color, the love of, uh, you know, textures, but there is something about the liquid paint, about the ability to how much I control and how much do I let go in the painting as well as in my life, mm. which is so crucial for me as a person and as an so artist. So they're so intertwined. Yes. But when you were doing this, how much input did your instructors at the academy have for you? Did they give you free reign? Were they very positive. Did you feel safe with them? When I was still in art, in art school? You yes. Mean? Yeah, I think so. I think it was, it was a nice, yeah, it, I, I loved being in art school. Yeah, I think I got a lot from it. Mm-hmm. I loved, you know, you have to bring to every lesson, you have to bring works, you get assignment. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't feel that, you know, you, I could see it on other students, but I was really spoiled. I got good critiques I while understand. studying. Uh-huh. I understand. This is, I guess, more f- why I was so shocked because I was really spoiled. I got really good reviews and I was um, considered like my path after art school was kind of clear. Mm-hmm. And I knew which gallery will probably take me because it was the gallery that used to take like the, um, the better graduates of that uh, art school. So 
And so how long were you in the Netherlands? We lived three years in the Netherlands. And and you got your degree or you finished got, school yeah, there. Yes. And then you knew you were going back to Israel. This and was the, Yeah. And then I Was this something you were you and your family moved because of your husband's job? Yeah, oh, yes, it was okay. because of my husband's job. And when after three years, we had actually he was, uh, we were standing on this point when we had to decide if we go back to Israel. And I said, well, no, not yet. <laughs> and then we decided to move to, to New York. Ah. And then, yeah. And then we lived for three years in New York, which was amazing by itself. It was a really good experience. So, oh, that is so interesting. You took your whole family here and you kind of came to New York cold? Called, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was graduating and before I met my husband and before the, the, the end of year exhibition, my vision was to continue studying in, in New York. That was my dream. Uh, mm-hmm. I was never okay. here before, but it was, I said, okay, this is, that was yeah, what I wanted. I get that. And, <laughs> and then after the Netherlands, I knew that if we'll go back to Israel, there is something very warm, but very uh, struggling in Israel. Yeah, and it I, sounds like two opposing forces almost, you yes, know? Yes, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Israel is, you know, we love our country, but then it's just, yeah, we need air sometimes. So, <laughs> you have to breathe. Yeah. Or exhale, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so you come to New York, which spoke to you, and you felt the freedom to be able to create. Yeah, I had my studio. We have four kids, so we had to figure out where to live, and we found a brownstone, which is a good way to have room, enough room for everybody. And Boy, are then, you a multitasker. Four children, moving to a country you'd never been to, and being able to indulge in your passion. You can't even imagine, but we're not. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. So what was that like to produce art here and then have people see it? First, it was really good. I was painting. I had my space. I was, you know, I could consider myself as an artist again. I had people coming and Word got out, huh? About you? Um, I don't know. I okay. was reaching out, and I had some people coming, okay. and I had uh, towards the end of our stay, I had my first exhibition at uh, Susie Ely Fine Art. She was actually she was uh, a mother of a friend of my daughter, and she came home and she said, "I'm opening a gallery, and I would love to have I would love to have you in my inaugural exhibition." And it was her first exhibition. She's doing well now. As are you. Uh-huh. <laughs> And but I didn't really want to sell. That was the main thing. Oh. I was still. I didn't. You know, it was about almost three years after I just that you re- that, that restarted. I, I, yeah, I restarted, and I. You know, I didn't know if it's forever. I right. didn't know if I'm going to pay. If to this stop passion it. would stay. Yeah, I mean, you know, as an artist, you always like to believe that this is something that is always inside you, and you will always have it, and, and that you can't control. And, you and, have and, to do it. And the, yeah, and the fact that I knew that I could stop doing it for 15 years—that mm. that's a major thing that is always with me because right. I'm, I'm always every day that I paint, I appreciate the fact that I'm still doing it. I know that it can this foster turn on a dime. Can, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I had good reactions. And, and, you know, you see people coming and some of them, you know, would give you advices and some of them I liked, some of them I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I developed different series of paintings and then I had the exhibition that got good reviews, not reviews, I mean... Um, good buzz. Yes. And then after three years here, it was six years abroad, we had... Um, the kids, we were talking with the kids. We said, okay, this is a point. The oldest one was in uh, 10th grade. And mm-hmm. we said, okay, this is a point. We have to decide. Either we stay for two more years at least so you until, graduate. Until, until he graduates and goes to college, or we have to go back to Israel now because he needs to, do, he needs to have two years in high school. Otherwise, it's too crazy. Actually, we're traveling to Costa Rica, and we're sitting in this uh, 
hot water uh, pool. And we were talking about the pros and cons of, you know, doing both. And we had a family um, vote and we decided to go back to Israel. Uh-huh. So I think it was a really good decision. I think it was, we, you know, we have a really good family in Israel and you live here, you know, without anybody. I yeah. mean, you have friends, but nothing, not the same. Yeah, I get it's it. not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I came back to Israel and I said, well, you know, you feel that the red, car- the red carpet should be, you know. Rolled out for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm coming after you. Yeah, know. right. Look who's here. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it wasn't exactly like <laughs> I, that. I, I had a but, feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. But they did get uh, a gallery represent, uh, representation. I showed there once and a solo show, and then there were some group shows, and then this gallery was closed down. And I became an independent artist, which is how I am. I'm still now, I'm an independent artist, and I, now everybody wants to have like a good gallery, but I get so much more or so much options by being an independent artist that they... Not beholden to one group or one person or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I manage my, uh, my life. You do it all. Yes. And I mean, you, can, you can do it all. Yeah, I mean, I do work with other people, but I but, but I but I have a control of what I what I do and what I want to do, mm-hmm. and and I, yeah, I think I yeah I like I like it. I have yeah, I, I was able to pull my career really nicely through uh-huh. the years this way. So when you went back to Israel, is that when you started doing this unusual kind of with the pouring and the and and painting and the objects? Talk about that because the scrolls, Arcadia, so spoke to me. So alive. And when I say in your face, I don't mean that in a negative way. You are absorbed by it. It started as my passion to work on large scale. I love to be part of the canvas kind of. I, I love that I'm surrounded by it. So I just started to paint on large scale and I couldn't, um, you know, I couldn't stretch everything. I didn't have a space to stretch everything. So I started to, to get these, to buy these um, big scrolls of canvases. It comes in 25 meters. It's something like 25 yards, I think. And it just paint section by section. And the original idea was that I will cut it afterward. If somebody will come and will say, oh, I want this piece, I will just cut it. But then I moved. I was in one studio. They moved to a larger studio in the south of Tel Aviv where there are over 200 artist studios. And this also changed a lot. And I had this, I kept on painting. And then I had uh, an opportunity to show in uh, a gallery called Art Space uh, Tel Aviv. I'm, they have over f- something like 40 or 50 members, artist members. It's a really good gallery. And it's, a com- it's not exactly a communal gallery, but um, uh, it does support it's artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got a, a nice space there for an exhibition. And I decided to do not to do like a regular exhibition in which which is what I was doing before, in which I uh, show uh, stretch canvases. And then to, but to do to go with a painting installation, I didn't know, even know how to call it. Mm-hmm. I was wor- working with a curator called uh, Sagi Rafael, who's uh, who's actually an L.A. based Israeli born curator. And uh, and this is what we did. We took that was the, my vision, and he followed it. And we took the two scrolls of canvases that were not painted in order to become a painting installation. They were painting, but painted, but just in order to become. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then we hanged it around the, the gallery space, and we uh-huh. created the first uh, immersive painting, yeah. painting the, surrounding. And I would assume that the feedback was pretty intense. It was. It was. It did was, it blow you away? Yes, it uh-huh. was really good. I was on the timeout, the number one oh, uh, recommendation. What year was this? 2016. Okay, 
So relatively recent. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That, that was a big jump. When I started to do the painting installations, I said, okay, this, this is the thing. This it speaks it, to me more than it, the other fo- it, forms of art that it, you were dealing with. Yeah, I mean, the idea of taking the two-dimensional painting into a three-dimensional surrounding and being able myself, but mm-hmm. also the people who are coming to my show to, to find themselves immersed in yes, the art. Yes, yes. Yeah, I said, okay, this is what I want to do. And then I started to paint towards these exhibitions. It, it was no, you know, no longer, okay, I'm just uh, ac- accidental painting and that is on a scroll. I was invited from um, the tall wall space at uh, Laverne, University of Laverne in Los Angeles to have my solo show in their space. And they have their spaces, as it's called, uh, tall wall space. It's, they have two galleries in the university. One of them is uh, like a regular gallery and the other one is a, a very tall wall And I suggested to them to have this uh, interwoven grid of the seasons on that wall. Mm-hmm. And they agreed. And I started to paint. It was February and I needed to have it done by August. So I had six months to paint a lot of painting. And it wasn't that easy. Um, I knew that I have, like, I, me- I, you know, I, I counted the time. I knew that I have two weeks to paint each section because I can't, of course, I can't open everything. My, the canvas says, I mean, okay, the size of the wall is, you'll have to, is eight meters high by 14 wide. So that was about the size I, I needed to paint. And I knew I can paint every, the canvases were following the season. So I had two yellow one representing summer, two blue one representing uh, winter, one pink, pinkish for the spring and one purplish for, um, autumn. for the autumn. And then I knew that each one, for each section of the shorter ones, I can, it will take me a month to paint. So I really had to count my, my time and figure out a way because it takes, sometimes takes more than two weeks for a section to dry. I mean, sure. I, I was using plastic. It was all imprints of plastics then. And I was really, I couldn't get enough from using plastics, which nobody's really considered them as anything uh, rather than something that you use to wrap some stuff right, right. or to and go to the another, supermarket. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I got purpose. very... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was purpose, but also visually, the, the, the designs, the, the shapes I got on the canvas by using these plastics imprinted on the wet paint, on the canvas, and then peel everything off. So it was kind of the memory of the, of the plastic, and I, I was really blown away by the fact that I'm taking something that, you know... doesn't mean anything to anyone and then I, I'm kind of the voice of the of everything that is not being heard yes yes and I get it and and together with creating something which is grander than both of us yeah. so um, it was a, a, a big and intense process of creating these uh, canvases and then I shipped everything we took everything to uh, all the six scrolls to LA and when we put it on the wall and it was, people went nuts Oh my God, it was incredible. It was very intense and very beautiful. And it was, yeah, I mean, you, you, you couldn't, uh, and, and this, the structure was that you can see it from uh, all different levels. So yeah. that was, uh, it was really cool. So that was a huge seminal moment in your life. It was, yes. That really, not defined you, but that also had real impact. Was that a catalyst for you to move here? Uh, well, officially, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I haven't moved, but I go back and forth. Yeah, I go back, back and forth. I have a studio here and a studio in uh, Tel Aviv, uh-huh. and I share my time. I was showing in different exhibitions in the U.S. before, but that was uh, a major one. And ever since, I have uh, big um, exhibitions in the U.S. A lot of them are in L.A. 
this is how it goes. Go figure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so this exhibition led to another exhibition using the same, I call it time traveler, because of the seasons, because the, you can see the time, because you can see yourself with the time that is uh, going around you. And it also had, because I was using all these ecological materials, I don't throw my plastic bottles to the bin, okay? I separate. You don't recycle I, I, them, I do, but you I do, do in a different, in no, no, a different I, I way. Do, I, no, no, I do recycle. This is what I'm saying. But I, uh, while I was doing the art, actually it influenced my, the way I, I think maybe the awareness in the world anyway is becoming larger. But I definitely, the art and me, you know, we grew together gotcha. into, into becoming... Uh, Uh, more aware of uh, what more is happening. More evolved in a sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the second exhibition I had with the same, I had a curator, she came to the show and she saw the show and she said, oh, I have the same, uh, she's also, she was also a curator of uh, um, a university gallery, California Lutheran University. Mm-hmm. And she was asking if she could get the show afterwards. And I said, yeah, sure. I mean, of course, but it was here this way for four months. Do you mind if I will... reconfigure the same scrolls and she was gracious enough to give to give, to give me a go so I decided to hang it in a different way and then because it was uh, Lutheran University we did a pink uh, cross over uh, a yellow X and two uh, blue uh, strips on the sides and it was we called it uh, time traveler part to compass and it was also calling people to look for the compass within themselves mm. and to it was the time where it Uh, you had all the stories about the Syrian refugees and about how the countries were shutting down and wouldn't let them come and right. they were drowning and so it was political it was political in a, you know in a, in, a, in a solid way mm-hmm. I mean if you don't mm-hmm. read the text then you would just see good art mm-hmm. but if mm-hmm. you read the text and then you get additional messages mm-hmm. and that was it was the gallery is beautiful and it was really uh, it was a great exhibition do you work on a smaller scale I do When I started to do my last series, which I called imprints, I started this in at the end of 2014. I'm using the plastics. And unlike before, when I, I have the paint just flow over the canvas, uh, let's say uh, almost sometimes almost staining on the canvas and sometimes flowing, all different uh, techniques. While I was using the plastic, there is something about controlling which is really major so I'm putting the, the paint but then I put the plastic and the paint can't really go wherever the plastic stops it and this is when for some reason I could start paint small I mean there was something about you know I have a lot of energy as you figured and uh, <laughs> so and so it, it goes together with a with a flow of the paint but with the plastic there is something about stopping the that was able to put me in a smaller scale also. Poor me, my art. I mean, there is something about this kind of using something in order to stop the flow. And, mm. and then I was able to create, and there was something very interesting to look at the smaller canvases and see um, how it's almost like looking at details. I, I, sometimes I say that looking at my art is like looking at a f- snowflake because... You can go deeper and deeper and sometimes and see sm- something different each time you look yeah and sometimes the smaller canvases just looks like uh, just the inside of the snowflake and then you can even go deeper yeah so something about the cont- continuity of the process of the art of the of the paint which is you, you look at it differently when it's on a smaller scale but it does work so in addition to the plastics you're also working with nature yes. Clearly, that's what Acadia is, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I was working with the plastics for two years, I think. And then 
the thing that people said the most and I felt the most was how organic it is. The word organic kept on coming. And then it was, yes, it was really organic. And I said, okay, organic, organic, let's go to the, the real thing. And then I started to, uh, to incorporate leaves and slowly I started to take branches and... And then I fell in love with using uh, nature for, for my art. Well, it's only to our advantage <laughs> to see you do that. I can't imagine when you think back what that must be like for you to have watched this path that you took and how for 15 years it was off the page for you. And now look at where, where you are. I mean, it gives, it gives me goosebumps that you're doing what you were meant to do. Well, thank you. I, I yeah, I... I I'm th- again, I, I think there, is, there isn't a day when I don't, you know, I don't appreciate the fact that I'm able to do what I really love to do and what I, well, I think I do the best. Well, it's become natural for you. I mean, it's yes. not that you have to wake up every day and say, thank you, God. There may have been this really long gap, but you had to go back to what, what was you. Yeah, I, I have a deep passion for that. And I think maybe one of the reasons why I work so hard and do so much is because I need to... I, I need to make, I have so much, so many ideas and so many things to do. Well, you can't not create. Um, we're running out of time, but I'm curious. Is there anything that you want to do artistically that you haven't done? Ah, uh, wow. Um, yeah, I have a lot of things. And uh, going on in your head? Going, yeah, not, not only. I mean, I have some, like a big series of uh, paintings of uh, seven scrolls of 150 Whoa. meters. It's, um, it's over, over in yards. Installation which I called Eden, which I I have the rendering of it. It's just ready to be installed. So okay. and so this is a. It's going to be amazing to have it, you know, to be able to walk in my reflection on, uh, on this Eden. Mm-hmm. I had three outdoor murals, and I would like to do more oh, wow. more works outdoors. Oh, how which, great! Which is kind of the way I can be part of the around uh, surrounding and the environment and. It's, uh, I see the effect I have with these ones. So, yeah, this is something that I would definitely want to explore more. Oh, that makes sense. More. Oh, that's great. What's the Israel-New York connection? Is it six months here, six months there, or it's just very fluid? It is fluid. Usually, since my family is in Israel, it's more like a two-third than a third. But I'm here more and more, uh-huh. uh, you know, the... Yeah, I have a lot of shows happening and I have a lot of things. So i literally going back and forth. How great to be you, huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> not having at all that kind of creativity in my body. I love meeting women like you and hearing about the process and knowing that what I have is an appreciation for that. I'm grateful for the women like you who create that kind of art. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, I really mean it. Well, Rotem Russia, thank you so much for sharing your life and your work and your passion with us. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was just really terrific. Why don't you share your website? It just as my name. It's www.rotemreshef, R-O-T-E-M-R-E-S-H-E-F.com. Perfect. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein.